welcome back to a brand new episode of the Love in Real Life podcast. I'm your host, Coach Nate. What's your name? I'm your girl, Elena. I know you know this song. Of course I do. It fits the topic. So I had to do it. This is true. That's better. Yeah. All right. So you getting into it? No, I'm going to let you start. All right. We're going to open up with the social media minute. What you got? <laughs> now, social media, uh, yesterday was Juneteenth, and it was the biggest Juneteenth I've ever seen. I agree. I don't know what happened or what changed, but... Social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I've happened. been growing up in Texas my whole life, and I ain't never seen Juneteenth like that. Right. So... Even in Tulsa, like, I, I do remember celebrating Juneteenth as a kid, and... Yeah. Um, you know, Black Wall Street and Green Greenwood, like, there was always just major love for the city like during that weekend you know but it wasn't like national though right like i, like, I think everybody I celebrated it yesterday everybody was free right. yesterday but we all know the history well we can't assume that no we don't but the emancipation who i can't talk that's okay try again the emancipation proclamation there you go there it is was signed in 1863 by president lincoln yep which freed the slaves uh it was the end of the civil war Freed the slaves all over, but the news didn't reach Texas until July, I mean June 19th, 1865. Right. That's where you get Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about July 4th. I'm mixing in a day. Uh-uh. Don't I'm, <laughs> it's not. Look, don't start. But no, 1865 was the day that all slaves in all states realized they were free because Texas was the last one. Mm-hmm. So, but yesterday it was hyped. It was. I have never seen Juneteenth like that in my life. I Everybody it. was buying black, supporting yep. black, being black, having blackity black, black, black. All the blacks, and we bought black. Did Coolies we Barbecue over on uh, where was that? I don't know. Remember? <laughs> Coolies Barbecue in Dallas. Yeah. The original Coolie Barbecue. Yeah. Apparently there is multiple locations. Yeah, but, but we went to the original and waited in the hot sun Man. in a line, in a line. Normally, I would pull up somewhere and Drench be like, oh, sweat. no, I'm good. I'm not waiting outside <laughs> in a line. But it was Juneteenth, and I was like, you know what? I will stand. I mean, we were in a line, and you had a pretty yellow dress on. Did I? Man. And then it started getting sweaty. Hold on. <laughs> but, nah, we're going to post a picture of that dress Bonneview. so they can see it. There it is. We Coolies off of Bonneview in Dallas. If yep. you're ever in Dallas and you want to buy black and you want some good barbecue, uh, the ribs was off the chain. You had a big old potato. Yeah, that, that was stuff. solid, too. I, don't, I ain't really into that, but... We also went to the Cake Bar. The Cake Bar. It the was... Cake Bar Dallas. <laughs> black owned. Yeah. Black owned. And that line... That was crazy, too. That line was an hour. Listen, I don't know if yesterday, because it was Juneteenth or because it was Friday, or actually a lot of jobs recognized Juneteenth as a holiday this year and let their employees off work. For sure. So I don't know if more people were just off work or what that was. But yesterday, I felt like everybody was out. But that line, though. Yeah. And, and, we, we and it was all us. We were there. We were. <laughs> Supporting the cake bar. Uh, delicious strawberry cake. Yep, Real the red strawberries. Bomb too. And shout out to Mint Dentistry and K104. They handed out free cakes. So uh, we were extra fat yesterday and walked home with four <laughs> cakes. Did. Because Mint Dentistry blessed us with 
they were literally giving out what we came to purchase. The only thing was it was random. So you yeah. may not get what you came for. And we didn't get what we came I for. I got a key lime. And I got like the wedding cake. And it was like, okay, we're We wanted crazy, strawberry and red velvet. We wanted strawberry and red Technically, velvet. if we'd have gotten what we wanted, we could have left. Yes. And not spent any money. And we wouldn't have supported black. But I came there to support black. And we just happened to. The lines was crazy. I saw the Juneteenth t-shirts. Yep. Juneteenth post. I think for the younger kids, they'll really know what it's about because we didn't. Yeah. We ate watermelon and, <laughs> and said happy Juneteenth. That was us when we was kids. Yeah. We didn't really look at the significance. But hopefully of it, it just raises awareness and gives for people sure. talking and kids have a Everybody was black. Everybody was black yesterday. And a random person bought you lunch yesterday because you were black. <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that crazy? Yes. They said Twitter said buy a black woman lunch today. And her phone dinged and pinged with free lunch. So it's just a, what a time to be alive. What a time. And be black. Let's get into the day show though. All oh, right. did you know this song? Of course. Sing it right now. All right, let me see. I knew you was going to do it. I had to figure out where we are. Hold on. He doing all the extra stuff. Extra stuff. I'm saying like I can't. D'Angelo ain't never doing extra stuff. You know. Everything go. I do it. <laughs> That's funny. But in this song, he ain't ashamed for this to be his girl. And this to be his lady. He letting everybody know that. Let me hear you do some D'Angelo. I can't do it. I can't. He go into his falsetto too much. Oh, okay. You know I got that Barry White. Oh, okay. All right. And on that note, <laughs> let's get into it. You know I got that Barry. <sighs> get into the show. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I got that beer. Yeah, you got that beer. You know I got that beer. All right. So today the we're going to be talking about. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to be talking about. PDA. PDA. Public display of affection. Yep. What is PDA? How has PDA uh, affected your relationship? How is it expressed in your relationship? PDA. Yep. Everybody want it at some point. But not everybody wants it. That's This is true. That's the thing. You assume I'm, everybody wants it. Right. So PDA to me is just an expression of your love, like out loud, visible, obviously. Right. It's Oh, it's love in real life. <laughs> it's love in real life. Look <laughs> at you. Okay. Um, is PDA really like just touchy feely? Because what if I'm not a touchy-feely person? No, it just means my public display of affection. Affection is not always touchy, is it? So PDA could be like, you making my plate. Right. Can we can we go back to oh, a social media moment? Gosh. I'm sorry. Who, I'm sorry. Who was that? We got to go back to a social no, media know. moment because I just thought it, about it this. Because it was uh, Tokyo. Tokyo I Canada, just right? thought about this right here. I, I can't. I don't even know if I want to go back to that. You finna get mad? Yes, I'm gonna get mad all over again. Man, that was crazy. All right, see, I gotta find it though. Please do. Second. So apparently, Tokyo made a post, and in in essence, it read basically: if you don't make your man plate. You ain't a woman, right? I mean, that's basically what it says. That's what it says. Say you ain't a real woman if you don't. No, if you let another woman make his plate while you in the room. So like his auntie, his mama. So here's his the original cousin. post. All right. So can't no woman fix can't no Monica plate 
while I'm right there, not mama, sister, auntie, granny, cousin, nobody with a vagina. Mm. What? Okay, mm. cool. So apparently somebody in the comments said something and Tokyo came back and said, that's because. All right, let me fix this. That's because you are a broken woman. You are a broken woman. Who don't understand that he is your son, not Boy, your man. Oh, when them memes be having the wrong. <laughs> Let's stay here for a second. Okay. A okay. black mother. Broken women. You are raising a king and should be teaching him the duties of a king and what he should look for in his queen. You are your son's first queen and should expect nothing less for the woman your son bring home. If your son <laughs> brings home. She gets it right right here. If your son brings home a woman and it's dinner time and she doesn't get up to fix his plate or at least receive his plate to serve it to him after you fix it, honestly, that should let you know that he is dating a little girl and not a grown woman. But the problem is you've never had a king or if you did, you didn't know how to be, and it goes on, treated and blah, 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 blah. Be a woman. Be a woman. (laughs) You didn't know. First of all. I'd have skipped that just because of the spelling. But I don't think since I've been old enough to make my plate that my mother has made my plate. I don't that wasn't something that I saw like like that. Like she'll fix my daddy's stuff, but like it wasn't a requirement. It wasn't a rule. Like Well let Tokyo tell it if you wasn't doing it. I think it comes from the <laughs> The wife is staying at home and the husband comes in and it's like the dinner is ready by the time I get out the shower type thing. But if we're and that's even old and retro. Right. Because I like I think the narrative should be that families eat together. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to have a job where I got to come home and y'all was either waiting on me or y'all already ate Mm -hmm. and our kids asleep. But that's not everybody's reality. But I never really if we ate together, everybody just went in there and and did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. But at events. The kitchen is usually occupied by the people who were cooking. And so they've either already messed it up. They don't want you touching out. You know, unless you have the kitchen where there's two lines or space, a lot of times they would make you a plate so you didn't have to come in the kitchen. Right. And make it. It wasn't so much about what would you like or I want. It was just like you don't need to be in this kitchen right now because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Right. So let me make it. Even you do that. It's mm-hmm. like, but you can't, you can't be in this. In you right can't now. come in here. So what you want. Right. But it's never like a. And then I always have something to do. I want you to get the trays. You know what I'm saying? What mm-hmm. you want to drink? I done got the drink. I got to get the TV show ready because millennials, we watch TV when we eat. You have something to do. Right. You know, and then when it's over, I'm getting your trash and getting your, you know what I'm saying? Or if it's dishes, it's like, we, that'll be a thing. Like, I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to clean it by myself. Right. So. But. Let's just say that it's different for everybody and it may mean something different to each person or each family, maybe like to her. Obviously, this is a big deal. And if you're not serving, then she she associated fixing a plate with how much of a woman you are. (laughs) Yeah. Like your value is she placed value on whether you fix a man's plate or not. But she messed up when she said he's a king and you're okay and. A royal setting, the servants fix the plates. Hello. Okay, so. <laughs> the queen get up, plate fix too. 
I don't know. My mom used to fix my dad's plate. Like not all, all the time. Like I'm trying to think back to whether it was a sometimes or all the time thing. Like I think she did it most times, but it wasn't like expected. My daddy also knows how to get in the kitchen and make his own plate. You know, and not like I know I say that and that sounds aggressive or like you better come in here. Not like that, but whatever happened to setting the table and passing the stuff around. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, some people do that, but most don't. So anyway, I read this and I was just really kind of like I was waiting for it. the gag is. I was waiting for the joke and she's not joking. I think it's one of those things like where people they don't really do that. They do it at the gatherings and at the gatherings. It's you want to look like you're being taken care of like that kind of thing i don't think people do it on the regular all the time no i think people do because she said if anybody else is in the room granny's cousins that's the big gatherings the, well i don't uh, know what that what that's the memorial from. day plates the labor day uh, not labor day uh labor day fourth of july the plates where you the thanksgiving plates juneteenth juneteenth hold on there you go okay but no, I think there are a lot of people who do that regularly. But yeah. my issue with it is when it has when, come to be expected or like required. And then you're shamed if you don't. Right. As if I am less than a woman or less of a woman because I don't make a plate. Yeah. Yeah. But don't, that, re- don't reduce me to that. Making your plate. What? Yeah. And I make your plate sometimes, but I don't always do it. I do it, I think I said, more times than not. Would you agree? Way more times than not. Right. But I don't ever think it's like because it's serving me or like. And I never feel like, well, if I don't make his plate, then I must not. No. Yeah. And even if we at like a function and you will say, go get me such and such. And I'd be like, okay, you want this on it? Like, it's not a. Right thing now i do know sometimes i like you to make my plate and then other times i don't it just depends if you finna be on that portion control <laughs> and i just be like i do better making my own because portion control is necessary see and then that's when i gotta make my own plate. you remember when we was at the house and uh sierra had tried to make her plate without tevin knowing because they were supposed to be on some diet it was something like that and i was like See, I thought we you was in there. You got some pieces. He was like, "Why are you talking?" But she was trying to like do Tevin it. Tevin was trying to do portion. He control. was trying to do portion control. See, and she was like, "I'm gonna get in a minute. I'm Sometimes gonna get in, in a minute." We need our partners to help us with the portion control. And that's when I don't want you to. Make. Okay, bye. That's when I don't I'm want you to let make, you make my your plate. own plate from here on out. Hey, Amen. Okay, we'll see how yeah. long that hold up because you ain't gonna let me come in the kitchen if you cooked. <sighs> so okay, I ain't worried about that. But yeah, that's I don't like when people shame people on a meme. When you don't do something or when you don't have, you see it both ways. You let, see just it. let people live their lives and let do what they want to do inside their homes. For different folks. Yep. I remember working uh, in Grand Prairie and for the first time hearing like about real stay at home dads. It was a guy named Ryan. He he applied to work there. He said he had a lot of free time. His wife was in the military. He was in the military but had retired early, and he mm-hmm. was like, "I've been a stay at home because she made a career out of it." And Ryan said, I'm a stay, I've been a stay-at-home dad for years. He said, all I do is clean the house. So he applied to be a custodian at my job. And I thought it was, I was like, you got all these credentials and these degrees. And you, he was just like, but I clean all day because I'm a stay-at-home dad. I had never really heard that like that because mm-hmm. you always hear stay-at-home mom. Right. But he said, it just works because I didn't want the military career. You know? Mm-hmm. So And he was like, I like being around my kids. I like being 
And I was like, he said it, it works. Right. So you have to do what works. What works. For I, you and your family. I know men who cook every meal yep. because they're the better cook. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> instead of saying like, you just cook because you're a woman. He's the better cook. So he cooks the meals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just teamwork. But that kind of stuff, only our people do that. The shaming you because you're not doing this the way I'm doing it and you less of because of. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has this narrative that they can do something to keep somebody. And if you ain't and doing you and if you ain't doing this, somebody else gonna do it. So you making plates. Like she said, if if it's another Yeah, I ain't, room, ain't no vagina. That's what like, she said. So you like, making it about the other person. It right. ain't even really about me. But and why is there a competition competition between your aunties and your grannies and your sisters? And My your- granny gonna give me a better portion. <laughs> First of all, so you might want to <laughs> see how she make it. First of all, yeah, that's ignorant. But yeah, that I didn't. Those I, I don't typically respond to stuff like that. But somebody but else. Well, hold on. Somebody else that I know said, "Let's talk about it." Okay. So I'll, I tell them how that you gave me into the spirit. Tell them how you got fleshly <laughs> on social media. No, I did. I didn't go to Tokyo and say, "Look, sis, but you got fleshly in them comments." Look, sis, I didn't do that. But I'm just saying, you know, my rule be like, babe, just let them have it. Because you ain't going to educate on social media. And you got it in your flesh. Tell them. Man, it's so hard to read some of this stuff sometimes. Using not be like, girl, what? And it made you get in your flesh, didn't it? I mean, I, I just said what I had to say. But was you in your flesh? Did you go more than one comment? No. I said, I, I said it. I hit it and quit it. Said what I had to say and moved on. You had one comment on there? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back and look. You want to know? Mm-mm. You want to know what back. it said? What did it say? You want me to read it to you? Please read it to the listeners how you right, got in your go. flesh. It's not even, it's not bad. So, um, this is a response to the comment about if you you obviously wasn't a queen and didn't have a man to treat That's you. That's what triggered XYZ. you. Yeah, because you told this other woman if she hadn't taught her son XYZ, then she must. <laughs> You, you're reaching. So here's what it was reached. So I said the comment she made toward Roxy XOXO, that's the username, is a major reach. If you make your man's plate willingly, great. But it is never my job or obligation to make your plate. It's a nice gesture. Maybe even a way I show my love for you, but it shouldn't be expected and definitely doesn't make you less of a woman if you don't do it. The fact that she thinks Mothers should be teaching their sons to look for a woman that will make his plate is sad. And if I'm my son's first queen, you make my plate, Prince. If a woman doesn't make a plate, she's a little girl. Nah, sis, get rid of that old school woman should way of thinking. Stop Did you cuss? Re- no. Oh, okay. What? Nah, sis? I thought you said get out of that woman. Sh- I thought you got in your flesh flesh. Listen, you you messed me up. Get rid of that old school women should way of thinking. Oh, okay. All right. You got you with me? I'm with Stop you. reducing a woman's word to whether she makes a plate or not. I'll teach my son to look for a woman who is caring, loving, gentle, bold, passionate, gritty, intelligent, curious, open, and supportive, just to name a few. And if she just so happens to make your plate, awesome. And if she doesn't, use the hands God gave you. It's a beautiful gesture that has been taken for granted over the years. The expectation is played out. That's what I said. Okay. One time, though, you ain't go back. One time. I agree with you. 
up until the end. I don't think we take it for granted. She made it a competition between it, women. It, we it, don't be taking well, hold it for on. granted. It depends on the person. So you can yeah. only speak for you. There are a lot of men who expect. To be like, she better make that plate. Exactly. And it yeah. has been taken for granted. It, okay. It's individual. But, but right here, we're innocent in this post. In this post, we innocent because she said, you ain't nothing if you don't make his plate. And she was wrong, so. Yeah, and I'll take, I'll make all my plates if I'm stress-free, I promise you. I'll, for a stress-free, because somebody can be making your plates, and then y'all get in the car, they cussing you out. Mm-hmm. Making your plates, and I ain't going to even go all into the other stuff. Right. That you can get in a relationship. You're giving me a gesture amongst other people, but we ain't really on that. In reality, like, you causing me all kind of grief. Right. And I can tell you, don't nothing trump peace. If you got peace, bro, I make all the plates. Mm. You gonna cook all the meals too? And the dishes too. If, mm. For peace. For peace. I can tell you that Let right now. Let me start bringing some peace. Be his peace, sis. Okay. Yeah. Bruh, chill. <laughs> Not too much. Be his. The message today is uh huh. Be his. <laughs> be his peace. Okay. <laughs> Don't yeah. preach, because you know I will preach and shut this whole thing down. <laughs> okay, I'm be glad you know. Be his peace. He's looking for peace. Thou art to be peace. Let bae. there be. Bay. <laughs> Let there be peace on earth. Who is that? I don't know. You don't know it? What she should have said was, if you can't be his peace, <laughs> another vagina will. Hey. <laughs> He's not looking for vagina. He's looking for peace. We can get vagina on the streets. Mm-hmm. They sell it. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yep. It's on Pornhub. It's everywhere. Uh-huh. But peace. Yeah. You cannot buy. This is true. Peace. Okay, bye. You can- <laughs> okay. But there go. I right. hate that kind of preaching. I know. I'm, I'm, it's a joke. I know. I'm doing it so you can get upset. Don't. What, you just said peace. I said Why be his peace, sis. Intense. Sis. All right, cool. Be his so peace. let's move on to the topic at hand. We're done with social media. That was. We're done with social media. Because I wanted to talk about white blessings. No. We, we can talk, talk about no white blessings. We done? Okay, move on. Move on. The only reason we went back and talked about Tokyo is because it tied into this PDA. Okay, okay. And, and you got in your flesh. Public and you display went, oh, of right. affection. In your flesh. Go. And we said that that was possibly a way that she expresses her love. That is her PDA. Gotcha. So let's come back to the PDA. Bring P-D-A. Love out loud. Amen. Be his PDA. All right, and cool. So piece. let's talk about it. So did you see... PDA growing up? I did. I saw it on television. Oh, so not in real life. I didn't. It wasn't saw- <laughs> PDA in real life. It just depends. I say I didn't grow up seeing a lot of like the touchy feely PDA. I did see the passive PDA, like the making of plates, like little things like that, but I didn't associate that with PDA. I Actually, though, I saw early on like very 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 young it was vivid because i remember my daddy walked in from work i guess i don't know my mother was cooking and he kissed her and i said (laughs) (laughs) and i just remember they kind of laughed but that was i was very very young and then as i grew older i didn't really see it i didn't really see that i saw the support they would support one another they took care of each other you know if he was sick or just provision wise financial those kind of things i saw that 
But I didn't really, I never really saw it from anybody in my family. My mm-hmm. aunts, my my uncles. Um, I never, I never saw it. I just remember it was on television, like Claire and Bill, uh, <laughs> Heathcliff and Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. I saw it. You would see Uncle Phil. You know, you would see Martin all over Gina. You know, but I thought it was just something that acting actors did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I thought it was something that actors did, um, and I didn't really, I never really questioned my parents because they were the only married people I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, so growing up, I didn't see it, and then when I started to talk to girls. I never really did it. All right, so pause. Go back to when you said your dad came in the house to kiss your mama. And it was, ew. Where do we get that? Like, okay, so I wonder when, like, how do we, like, when are we introduced to the fact that, like, oh, that's nasty. Like, when when boys go to school and, like, in, like, kindergarten. Right. Y'all got cooties and y'all can't sit with us. I don't know. It's like the girls play with the girls and the boys play with the boys. But I wonder where we learn that. And then I was super when young. it shifts. I'm talking, if I'm saying, yeah, you know, I'm young. I was, I, I wasn't even six or seven. I but like, young. why do you think that's nasty? I don't know. But I mean, you're not alone in that, but I'm saying like most times it's like, ew. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know who taught me that. I don't know if it was because it was a mouth or what, but, and it wasn't like, it was like, it was on the lips, but it was like a, you know, after you get married, like, you mean not kiss the bride, and you done? Yeah. It was like that, but he just walked in and did it. And I, I saw it, and I was like, "Why?" Ew. I just and I said it out loud. But but even to say "uh" to something I don't like know, that, man. we learned it. But I wonder where I don't we learned know where it. I don't I, know where it comes from. I don't know. I really don't know. And so after that, like that was the last image I remember, just from a personal level. And I think that played a part growing up. Like I would never really hold hands, right? Because I never saw that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i never it's not that you don't want to but it's like you don't have to do this to say you love them because these people love each other mm-hmm. and they don't do this like i don't know my parents drive separate cars everywhere you know back then my daddy was always on the go my mama worked two jobs so they drove separately everywhere mm-hmm. and even in church i remember when we first started dating and i went to your church and he was like, you didn't put your arm around me and you didn't do something. I was like, well, my daddy sings, so he's never sitting with my mom. Mm-hmm. I've, we don't ever have to go to a church where they were together because anywhere we went, we were probably invited there. Mm-hmm. And he was there to sing. He was active. Right. My mother sat by herself or dealt with us. Right. I didn't see people even like, unless you were crying or, you know, you having a moment at church people would have some kind of affection towards you. Right. Okay, but let's pause. So let's go back to what you said I said when you came to my church. Yeah. That wasn't about you coming to my church and not putting your arm around me. That was about this is something that you sometimes do or typically do in other settings, like when we are at other churches. So for me, it was kind of like, is this now because we are in my I used home? to put my arm around you in church? Yes. What church? Where? They, all right, you know we, what? T- we talking Southwestern days. I know, but if we would go to Forney or if we would go I to I was Brian always or, up front at Forney. Not always. Babe, the point was, I remember this. The point was. Brian, I would do it because white people, they 
really are affectionate at right. church. So they scratch each other's okay, back. Okay, wait, at let's church. pause because let me finish. Why. Hold on, let me finish this story. <laughs> I remember saying that to you because I felt like this was something that you do sometimes, but now that we're here, you didn't do it. So I wondered, was it a uncomfortable around my family or around people? Or is this like an unfamiliar setting? And we'll talk about that in a minute because I think sometimes for me, and I'm like going ahead of like we're not there yet, but I'm going to say it. I think for me, it was difficult learning to be affectionate in front of my family because I didn't see it from them. And it wasn't really something that was like, it just wasn't a normal thing, you know? So you kind of had to do I had to force myself to do in front of them what I do in private with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it was a little uncomfortable. Now, going back to Bryn Street, we we coined <laughs> that phrase, like, can you bring me real quick? Like, look at Bryn Street. Bryn Street is a church it's a, on the corner of Rockwall and Bryn in Terrell, Texas. So the church is Rockwall and Bryn Church of Christ. We call it Bryn Street. Right. But it's not. Oh, <laughs> it's okay, called cool. Rockwall and Bryn. White, predominantly white. Yes. And you can sit at that church and look around and everybody going to be bringing each other. All the wives scratch the back of the husband yes. the whole time. They, they rub the, the back, back of their head. Yes. And they rub their hair. Yes. And I've never seen that in black church. Like rub my hair in church. <laughs> Pull, they be, they be kind of like pulling it too. Okay. And then when they stand to pray, this what this what I love right here. When they stand to pray, they, they put their hands in the jean cause they be wearing jeans. <laughs> They put their hands in the booty jean pocket. <laughs> it's like a safe way to touch yes. the booty during a prayer. And I'm like, black people, hey, we slain in the spirit. Yes. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes, answer us. Talk to us. We doing all this extra stuff during the prayer. They, they don't say nothing Mm-mm. during the prayer. And he got his hand in her jean. Yeah. And she got her hand in his jean. And yeah. they booty cupping yeah. during the prayer. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. So, so I would tell learned. you, could you brand straight me? Yeah, she wanted me to... Brandon, you know, put my hand in her jeans. <laughs> but no, nah, like when we say that, it's like the white people showed us it was okay to do that in church. Right. And it really, that should be the most intimate place. Mm-hmm. And you should want to do it. Right. But I just think that we don't really learn that like that. Right. I will say, and I don't, I don't know if we could go as far as to say like white people are more intimate yeah. than black people. I don't know if it's because we like always on the go, always trying to chase something, get something that there that we don't take the time to to be intimate or to be romantic. I don't know what it is, but I have seen it more from people who don't look like me. Yeah. And so as I got older, it was uncomfortable because I didn't see this and I didn't experience it. I'm going to suggest it could be PTSD because we grew up slaves as far as when we when we were enslaved, we mm-hmm. grew up on plantations. Right. So you don't get to have the house, the bed, the candles, the you got a cabin that you share with a bunch of people. Yeah. Once you got over here on a if you came on a slave ship, you shared that with people and you never got privacy or intimacy again. Mm-hmm. Ever. And then they could come in and and take you and rape you and then bring you back. How am I intimate with someone I couldn't protect? Mm. How do I, you know, or I don't know when you're going to be sold or they sold my son and me and my wife sit together, but our kids, they sell them. Or some of us, we were on a breeding farm. It it, it didn't start with intimacy. I'm mm-hmm. here because we were, you know, cattle to them. So I think not having the private space mm-hmm. early on in the, you know, the 
in the slavery, when we were enslaved, not having the private space to actually explore intimacy. You have a slave's mentality. And mm-hmm. so when the effects of slavery are still here, people like to say, well, slavery is over, but the effects right. are still here to this day. We, When you set us free, okay, we can talk about 1865, they come to your plantation and say you're free. What do you do? Right. You don't have anything because you've worked for to build this country for free. So you had to instantly try to get titles and jobs and try to figure stuff out. The men were always at the home. I said in the beginning, you get to eat without me because I'm supposed to be getting it and you maintain it. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in, you know, tired already. How, how do we make, then our houses are small. Right. So a lot of us had one, I grew up in a one room shack. Well, who get the room? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and if it's a one room, how are we intimate? And our kids are right next door sleeping on top of each other because we don't have, is it safe to say we didn't learn intimacy because we never got the opportunity to have an intimate space. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really think we don't study the PTS, the post-traumatic uh, stress or disorders mm-hmm. that come from the traumatic event of slavery. Right. So post-slavery, you got the effects of it. Right. You know? And it's passed down and passed down and passed, passed down. down, and passed down. So and now we thing, just didn't see it. Right. One thing that you said a little bit ago, how can I be intimate with you when our kids are in the room or yeah. when you have multiple families staying together? Yeah. But something that you hear sometimes, too, is that a lot of women started to resent and became angry with their husbands and partners because in the moment that the slave owners would come and take you out mm-hmm. from your family and rape you or do whatever they did with you. You didn't protect me. Because if I did, they would say, you know, we'll kill him. I understand. But what I'm saying is. So I don't protect you to stay alive. Though I understand why you didn't protect me, you still didn't protect me. Yeah. So when I when they bring me back to you, I'm angry. Because I've been violated. How does, how does intimacy <laughs> how, how, show up when anger yeah. is present? I think and then intimacy looks different then. It looks like consoling after something we just couldn't prevent Mm -hmm. you don't get the the romantic sexual intimacy because our minds aren't there because we just doing everything to survive right it's hard to have an intimate experience with someone who they could sell if you try to protect me if the goal is just to stay alive that becomes the forefront you don't get to enjoy a the life the life of a person because you're trying to preserve your own right and that's even still to this day we got houses we pay rent in places we just sleep at yeah. You don't even get to enjoy the house because I'm always gone because I got to pay just to keep the house. 1200 <laughs> plus for the apartment. And, and that's got, on the low end. And that's like, on the low end. Yeah. You know, and that's just the rent. And so if I'm working and you working and everybody's out and then we come back, we tired. But the frustration of not having and not being able to enjoy the space, you have to. You hear those old people say, we just made do with what we have. Mm-hmm. They chose to be intimate. They chose to say, we ain't going to chase them more because we ain't going to ever get them more. And at that time, they wasn't going to get it. Yeah. So they said, we were the happiest in that little house. We didn't know we was poor. Mm-hmm. So they chose the happiness they chose. And I guess they were intimate. I'm not sure. But now it's not, we aren't plantation kids. We're just the residual effect of what, you know what I'm saying? You, right. You're catching a remnant of something that happened centuries ago and mm-hmm. it's still here because we never were taught anything or saw anything. You're only going to do what you see, you know? And so it's right. not, I'm not blaming 
my parents were saying, oh, they never taught me that. But my grandmother, if anybody knew, like, at her funeral, we I think everybody kind of found that, okay, she was kind of different, yeah. you know? She was kind of different as far as intimacy. That's not their claim. Their claim was she loved him because God said you're supposed to love. It wasn't this affection for him. Mm-hmm. They said she didn't even cry as much when he passed. She called him brother. You know, mm-hmm. that one got me. I was like, who is brother? Like, I don't want to be brother. Right. That's a church term. So it it was more, it was an intimacy in that home, you know. Now, I did hear baby and honey on the other side of my family, my my grandparents. It was always, they never called each other their name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's baby, honey, sugar. But can we say this? In the church, and just the black church, we demonize sex so much that we don't know how to be intimate without thinking we're being fleshly or sinful. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how to, and, and that's just between partners because that's what we're talking about. We can talk about the intimacy between parent and child, too. Like how boys don't get the same intimacy right. as girls. We don't get the same I love you sometimes. Like we said in our grown age more now than we did but as kids. As you're saying all of that, it all can be traced back. <laughs> like it, it didn't just start today. That's parent to child. Like the girls, even in my family, like I recognized it. But we're trying to make boys tough. Because that's the real life. Like they have right. to be tough, or you gon' they gonna kill but you. But even in the you days of slavery, <laughs> yes. you had to be tough. There's have... no point in me telling you I love you and I care about you and caressing your back when master gone. Hello, I gotta teach you how to do this because if you don't learn how to pick this cotton fast enough, he ain't gonna have no use for you. Right, but <laughs> that's not the reality in 2020. It doesn't look just like that. It kind of still, but it still does. Right. with the gender. Uh, no, no, no. PDA. I'm saying the reality is not that Massa is going to come snatch yeah, you yeah, up yeah, in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But could Massa be a, a different person? Yeah. Like, who who is Massa in 2020? Massa, Massa is the the CEO of your job, your boss, your manager, yeah. the police, the security guards. You know what I mean? Because even with so my I sisters. you're still preparing. You're still trying to prevent something yeah. that could potentially happen. So let me toughen you up. Let me. Yeah. And you miss out on the love. Yeah. You toughen them up. Even with my sister's kids, I noticed with Livy, we run, we pick up, we kiss her, you know, and I I used to have to make sure I do the same with Teddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just kissing them both on the cheek anyway, you, or you playing with them, you know, and it's not a, it's just kids like, ah, come here. You pick them up, throw them in the air and, and, and kiss them, yeah. you know, and I would make sure I get him and throw him up in the air too mm-hmm. and do the same thing. He laughing and playing because kids don't know the difference. Right. They want the same affection, the same, uh, attention the same whatever because there's a thing called failure to thrive mm-hmm. you know babies who get certain things early on in those first couple of months are different from the ones who don't get a certain type of love right one thrives one that's research and a lot of boys we don't get that you know and it's not i don't think we we don't think about it as much but even going back to the romantic part of it how do you say if the church demonizes this that my hug isn't fleshly, you know. Like mm-hmm. you got, we we put terms on it, church hug. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you couldn't get too close. You, you had to leave that space in between. So if we're dating, in our in our youth, we talking about in our youth, we're dating, and I like you, you like me, but we scared the old hands at the church because they demonize the caressing, the mm-hmm. hugging, the kiss on the cheek. Because you're not supposed to do anything. Right. My parents grew up kissing could get you pregnant. Bye. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So you don't, I think you, that's why it's passed down and that's why it's learned 
because kissing and touching in a way is so demonized because we place everything as a sexual act and it's not. Right. So going back to failure to thrive, um, when we fail to give our boys and some, I mean, it's typically our boys, but that could apply to anybody. Right. If you don't give yeah. your, your daughter what she needs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They learn very early, really quickly what to what to expect and what not. Yeah. It becomes normal. So when I've looked at the research as far as failure to thrive and like whether you console a child that cries, whether you change their diaper, whether you feed them when they're hungry, mm-hmm. all of those type things. They they know really quickly what to expect when they do certain things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if the need is not being met early, they can adjust and that becomes very normal for them. So if they know when I cry, I'm not consoled. Obviously you don't know how to internalize it or interpret it at that age, but I'm crying and nobody's coming. That becomes your normal. So as you grow up, you know that like, no, nobody care if I cry. And it's like, wait, hold on. Where'd you get that from? Go back to when they were an (laughs) infant and most likely they cried and nobody came. Nobody came. You know? Mm-hmm. And that becomes their normal. And then they have children. And it's like, dude, you better toughen up. Don't nobody care if you crying. Be a man. Yeah. And you learned it really early and nobody even, they didn't ta- teach you, but they you learned it indirectly just but, through the actions or lack but thereof. But to that point, you also learn to be everybody else's solution and answer. So, yeah, nobody's going to care about me when I cry, but look out for your sister. Mm-hmm. Help your sister. If your sister cry, go see what's wrong. Yeah. So in a relationship, I may never say, and men will never tell you this, because y'all don't even ask us this. Do you need a kiss? Do you want to be held? Do you mm-hmm. just need somebody to, you want to, you just need to cuddle today? That's not manly to say, babe, I don't need nothing. I just want to just cuddle on the couch. Mm-hmm. It's a desire that you learn to suppress because from the failure to thr- from the childhood, mm-hmm. you've learned Nobody really. I don't get to ask for this. Right. I don't get to get what she gets. I hurt. I I, I skint my knee. I fell off a bike, and I cried all the way home because <laughs> I couldn't ride it because my it was a big old gash. And I remember my daddy would say, "Like you ain't got to cry. You all right. You all right." But if it's my sister, come here. What happened? You you know he would always ask this to them if something happened. He would say, "You want me to get him?" You want me to beat him up? You know, <laughs> with me, you got to go fight your own battle. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying he wouldn't defend me, but to, and I do the same to you. It's like, you tell me something, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. But I don't expect you to fight for me. Mm-hmm. So internally, I may harbor and hide a whole bunch of things because I don't think you can be my solution because I've been trained and told to be your own, to be my own. Yeah. But I know how to care for you. So while I may never say just, grab me tonight like just mm-hmm. you know in those low moments because i don't feel safe to say it i need it but i don't know how to say it that's the pda right you don't learn how to say i need intimacy but the minute you look wrong i'm trying to grab you hold you let you know you know what i'm saying right. and and then you make a mistake and assume every girl needs it and likes it you know right that's a mistake like to think that everybody likes to be touched Everybody Not likes true. to be touched the same way. Right. Every girl likes to actually you hate cuddling because it gets hot. Yeah. Not for any other reason <laughs> other than like <laughs> it'd be like, get off of me, get off of me. Cause but I'm not, gonna get hot. That's it. So, but it's not not to touch now, you. Now I don't I 
I get hot like on the couch or like in the bed or something like that. But that doesn't mean I don't like PDA when it comes to like if we're out. Yeah. Or like you said, there's a lot of different ways, but a lot of people say PDA and it's like, okay, what y'all doing in the bed or what y'all, yeah, like, yeah. y'all kissing? Y'all, it's like, dude, it's a lot. But see, and I can and to clear up the the moment when we were at Southwestern when you say you do this sometimes or you don't, or is it hard to do it around your family? It was for me. It wasn't at first because I credit you for all of my PDA because in high school, like I ain't holding your hand, I ain't doing it. All of that is like you'd have to grab my hand or mm-hmm. you'd have to. I was the person, you always have to make the first move because, A, I don't want to make you think I'm like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So what's okay with you will become okay with me. You know what I'm saying? And I was like that my entire life because I grew up around people who, hounds. And, you know, you always, I always heard, oh, you different, you different. It's not that I'm just different, but I got I got a different background. Like, I got two sisters. I'm the only boy. I learned, you know, I know how this goes. So I don't want you to think like I'm just trying to do this or just trying to do that. So whatever you do, it makes it safe for me to do. Mm-hmm. So I learned to be free in that moment with you simply because we just kind of we were friends first and we kind of made it OK. Right. We didn't start out because we like each other or we talking each other. We was texting at that time. But because we we having a conversation and we going back and forth and everybody on campus kind of know we like each other. We still wasn't crossing lines. Right. And so I think it was like, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. And then I like my friend, but we've reached a point to where it's okay. But that Christian campus had suppressed it because we didn't have co-ed dorms. There aren't any, there's nowhere you can go to escape. We had a student un- union building that is the size <laughs> of most people's living rooms, mm-hmm. you know, and it had an old dirty couch on it and everybody's in there. So there's nowhere you can have privacy except right. for a car. Mm-hmm. And you isn't you know and you and we just talking in the car, but I'm just saying. I remember we would go into the sub sometime, and I remember one time we were just in there, mm. we were laying on the couch, probably <laughs> the same picture that we. It might have been that day we took that picture. Uh-huh. I don't know, but have I remember I posted that picture. Yes. Okay. I remember my daddy oh, was the locking the buildings up. Yep. And he came in and he looked at you and said, "Get off him." Yep. I will never forget that, and I was like, "We ain't even." Right. You like, know, we're clearly in public. Like I We're ain't. in public. We was watching TV. But people who like each other lay on each other. Right. And and I think it was the way because I was laid back and you were between me. Mm-hmm. You were laying on my on my chest looking at the TV. I'm looking at the TV. He was like, he's like, get off him. Right. But facing the same way, not like laying <laughs> yeah, on your chest was- on top of you. <laughs> no, like you were one way and I was the same way and we were watching the TV. He said, get off him. And yep. I was like, is it wrong to... You know, mm-hmm. do, so then we started to wait to have privacy to just do that. I used to love the movies for that reason, because we would go to AMC and AMC had the seats. You could let up the arm. Right. And the arm, you would always let up the arm to move into me. We used to choose the movie theater based on based that. on like, the we seats. didn't want to go to Forney or Mesquite. If the seats didn't come like, up, wait, do the seats we move? ain't sitting in there. <laughs> we don't want to go there. This is the only time on this Christian campus that if we leave. We can be in the same setting and have enough space. Right. Like we wasn't out here being like, we're going to get a hotel room. Right. We, gonna do, we wasn't doing that. Yeah. So how do you say, I just want to lay and watch TV with a person or a movie with a person and not sit up straight. Right. You know, and we would go in and as soon as we get there, you would let that arm rest up yes. and move right on in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and, I, and I'd be like, ah, heaven. <laughs> like, cause I've, you know, you see a person all week and you can't grab them right. and hold them. And I, and I wouldn't even be paying attention to the movies really. 
I would just be mm. in it. <laughs> like, I would just be like, she here. I mm. got to. And I would hate for it to end because you got to get up and you got to drive home. Go back and to then the it's, And go back to real life. Yep. And I think that taught me that in certain settings, it's demonized. Right. To to touch them. Well, see, okay, so going back to your daddy telling me to get off of you, I think. He said it so strong. Did <laughs> I think it was kind of like, for him, first of all, you work here. Yeah. And you're connected to him. Yeah. You don't ever want somebody to be like, well, did you know, did y'all see Chief's son in there with that girl? But we oh. wasn't kissing. We wasn't I, I spooning. Know, but we, we just but people will take it and run with it. And so I think for him, you always want to protect your image. You want to yeah. make sure that nobody can say anything bad about my son. And in that moment, it could have been, we know what we were doing, but somebody else could have painted a very different picture. Yeah. You know? And so I, so I think it was just about protecting his name, you know? Like, For sure. Like you said, don't shame me. Get up. We're not doing that here. Well, he didn't say none of that. He was just like, get, and then, at, and you know, you looking at it like, okay, yeah, we 18 and 19, but I'm, I live in his house still. Right. He he does work here. So he's, I'm a student at he's, this school. I'm a student at yeah. school. He's an authority. He's the authority of right. the entire campus. Yep. But not only that, he's someone I trust with their judgment and their right. you know so you you weigh all that in and you just like okay well get up get off me because right. <laughs> a i gotta go home but b he must be right because he my daddy right you know what i'm saying it's not always true it, it's not <laughs> <laughs> wait are you trying to say my daddy be wrong what you no i love your daddy you oh, know okay that. My, what i'm saying is parents sometimes have their view and it's not and their view is just based on their yeah, experience it's based on their worldview like, right but that also they've been formed that they formed right. yeah and it's not always valid. Yeah. But it's valid for them. And while you live with them and while they are still present in your life, you do what is required and or expected. And it's crazy because my, my mama told me she got, my grandmother used to be the dorm mother. She said she got ripped up the first time she took my dad into the movies. Of course she did. She, she <laughs> said, mother ripped me up because I took your dad into the movies and the movies is dark. So these beliefs are passed down. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. While you live with them and while you're under their, their roof, yeah. you do what they you expect. You got to do what they say. But you have to learn to create your own. You got to learn how to navigate the space. Right. And I think that's what I learned to do. And that probably was a situation at your church. I never thought that deep into it. It was just like, I don't see this at no churches. Right. Because at any church, A, we were growing up where they was like, you got to work in a the church. They called it work in the church. Work mm-hmm. in the church. I don't know. You may be an active participant in worship or work. They be like, you got to work church, work, work the table. Work. Mm-hmm. Like, so we were always taught to be active. If you were sitting to me, I love sitting, you know, when, when I can, but now it's like the call is different. So I don't mind being asked to do something or whatever. But when we were young, it was, we were forced to sit would mean like, why this brother don't do nothing. Right. He don't do nothing. So we didn't see a lot of men. They would, they might go up to pray and go back to their wife or go do this and go back. But singers, you stay up there. You sing. You know, ushers, you up the whole time. You know, so I didn't grow up seeing a lot of people just with their wives in that setting. So go talking ahead. about growing up, like, would you agree that it's important for kids to witness intimacy? Oh, man. I think intimacy has to be defined, explained. Intimacy ain't sexuality. You see what I'm saying? 
isn't sexuality. So I just think you have to understand that it's important that whatever they see, they digest. Right. And that's their nutrients for their relationships. Mm-hmm. So if they don't get it, you have to model the behavior be that you deficient. would want your kid to go out in the yeah. world and they're going to be <laughs> PDA deficient <laughs> because true. they didn't get that. Right. You like know. I know somebody who don't hold my hand, like don't touch my hand. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm a whole 30 plus year old woman and it's like oh, he touched me. He he And held I wouldn't my hand. like that. I just didn't know how to say to take the lead on it. No, no, no. I'm not I'm yeah. not talking about us. I'm saying there are people who are knocking on 40 Saying, and if somebody touch touches me. my hand, yeah. it's like, ugh, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I remember when it was uncomfortable for me and not like to that extent. Yeah. But it was kind of like, oh, this is different. Um, He's touching me like it sounds so immature, but it was so foreign. And you have to learn each other and yeah. get comfortable enough to say like, oh, OK, he can touch my my leg, my arm, my waist. Give me my- that leg. Right now. Anyway, do, but seriously, okay, <laughs> not too much. No, but seriously, like it, it can be really uncomfortable for somebody who has never experienced touch from somebody, from anybody, or you know what I yeah. mean. Like, did but let's go back. Did your parents touch you? Did your I parents remember, love on you? I remember one time you said we was at. I think we was at my parents' house, and this has been we was older, but. Uh, my sister was there. We was all watching TV. He was like, here, babe, rub my feet. And, hey, I don't like feet, period. You know, I mm-hmm. always wear socks. Right. I get out the shower and the first okay, thing I put on. Okay, let's pause for the cause. Pause for the cause. Don't forget your train of thought, okay? I'm not. You got it? Yeah. Y'all, I have now known Nathan since 2008. It is the year 2020. <laughs> if you lined up five pair of feet, is that right? All right, five pair of feet. Women. A women. No, shut, shut up. If you lined up anyway, if you lined up five pair of feet, I could not tell you which ones are his because I ain't ever seen them. I'm saving that for my wedding. Oh, my, y'all! <laughs> like, no, it's mind blowing. On one of my I birthdays, on one of my birthdays, we I went and got my feet done. You took me to somebody, somebody, somebody. but could I see him? No, nah, I mean they were through them bubbles, I guess. Y'all, I don't know what his feet looks like. Cause I the moment he gets out the shower, he puts socks on. Or like I we've never been man, I was trying to think. We went swimming one time. Why don't I know what your feet look like? Because I ain't getting the pool. Yes, you did. I was just oh, looking at a okay. picture the other day. But it, I probably had socks on. I don't know. I, or or I just them know swimming shoes. I probably had I have shoes. never seen his I don't feet. like my feet to touch surfaces. And he makes it his business to make sure I don't. But I don't. let me see your feet real quick. There you go. No, take the sock off. I ain't even take my sock off in here. In he- it's your house. It's my studio for one. Don't try to play me on there. Oh, air. okay. Don't try to play me. You got this home studio. Don't try to. <laughs> and you be in here recording too. <laughs> no, but for real, take your sock Give off. Give me all these mics. <laughs> take, take your sock off real quick. All this money I done put. I am not finna take my sock off. We recording. Okay. Maybe later. No. Oh, my feet would have to touch the surface. And I don't like, I don't like cold sir. I don't like, I don't like anything, especially in a kitchen or like. A surface where it could be. I don't like it. I just All right, don't. Cool. How people go outside, I think it's crazy. Barefoot. Yeah, but I they but they say your feet are supposed to touch like the surface of the earth, and it's some kind of like healing and all mm. that. But neither here nor there. I ain't doing it. All right, cool. Go back to the story. So, but I remember you saying here, babe. <laughs> uh, you had your lotion because you always had it. He was like, put lotion my feet, 
And it's nothing I don't do all the time in private, but it was like, I got to do it in front of my sister. And, and my sister, she clowns. She was just like, hmm, you better work. He better, he better, she was like, he better get them feces. He better, I was just like, why are you making it a big deal? Why you got to make it a big deal? Because I did your feet when you was pregnant with King. I remember mm-hmm. that. So don't play me. But it, I don't like feet, but yours, like, they don't scare me. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. when you love a person, like, the stuff you don't do, you'll do. But, Everybody can't be like, massage my feet. Like, no, no, I can't do it. But I said that to say, I think another thing that men deal with is shame. Right. They would love you through whatever, but like, I I hear people do this. And I hear women do this too. It's usually women who don't have nobody. But, (laughs) and I'm not trying to be funny. That's when I hear it. Somebody will be kissing or holding hands or doing something. They need to get a room, uh, or they doing they too much. Do all or that. you ain't got to do all that. Or, 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 or I used to hear, I used to hear this one. She ain't going nowhere. Anybody gonna try to take her? Yeah. They used to say that when somebody would but hold hands. They're projecting their experience, their hurt onto. They would say like, she, ain't, you ain't got to hold. They make you like soft or a like like you soft or you a simp because you like holding your girl hand or you want to you know yeah. hug on them and do this. Be like, dang, you can't you can't let her go. Right. Can't let her do this. Now I ain't one of them people who. You got to go to the bathroom every time they got to go to the bathroom, that kind of stuff. But I remember, <laughs> I used to go to the bar. I ain't going to say the name. I used to go to a certain person's barbershop, and this guy and, and girl went to my church. They were older at the time, and well, they're older than me. So they got a couple years. But she would sit in there while he got his haircut every time. I was young. I was like young. And I remember the barber laughed every time he left. Like, man, every time he gets his haircut, she come in here like they can't never be without each other. Because you don't see women in the barbershop unless mm-hmm. they got a son. These grown people. At this time, mm-hmm. they probably in their mid-20s. And he was like, she don't ever like she don't ever let him come by himself. But I don't even think it was her. It was him that didn't let, like, I don't know if that was some trust issues or what. It looked a but little what toxic. If they both, oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, what it, if they both wanted it, to be there together? But I think it looked toxic to us because it's foreign. We've been in toxic situations. Right. Like the barber was like, she must don't let him, or he must don't want her to be without you know going where he don't know she's going. He made it seem like somebody's making somebody come. Right. But like you said, what if she just, hey, that's an hour and some change that you're going to be at this shop. What if I just want to be in the in the midst? Right. You know. But but it's just funny that. As you said, like the barber would say, dang, he don't ever let her blah, 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 or vice versa. That deep down, like in him, that has been his experience or something that he has seen from someone else. For you to even think that it's something negative. They went right to the toxic part of it and not the love part of it. Right. That they might just want to be together because what if they work different schedules and this is my only day off. I'm off every Friday, but you got to get your hair cut. Every Friday. So I'm here every Friday. And we live on the other side of town and you gotta we gotta go to dinner right after this. Right. You we just you never know. We don't factor in all the You take all your of negative the stuff. experience and yeah. say it must be that. But I do know shame starts in like high school. Like certain people is cool. Like if you a star athlete or whatever, they can be posted up with their girl. Mm-hmm. And it ain't nothing. No, shame starts well but before shame, high school. But that then. shame of of like you in public, you have to be macho, and macho don't mean taking care of your girl or, or just vibing with your girl, touching, you know, holding her hand, holding her, her waist. Well, first or, of all, if you're told that you got to sleep with X amount of girls, there's no... Well, toxic masculinity starts early. Right, but I'm saying, so if if 
I'm on the football team or if we in high and school. And I'm supposed to be a and hoe. I'm supposed to be smashing 10 girls a week. I don't look like my best self. Then no, I'm not doing looking committed to me. you. Right. Cuz so that's a <laughs> But it but we we hear that and so a lot of people is like I don't want them to think like I'm in, I'm less than or I'm insecure about it or you know it's like you have to be your own man and say this is mine and I think a lot of people get there too late. Right. After they've lived and after they've done everything, they want to get 35, 40 and really be protective of it because they've done so much damage. Right. Me, I was just like, if this is the person, this is the person. So although I wouldn't, I didn't grow up seeing, I had to get to a place where it's cool just in public. Now, families are different because then you run into situations of they just assume everything like ain't lame. When we was at grandma's <laughs> and Ain't Lane was like, are y'all having sex? You know, it was like, Ain't Lane, what? what? <laughs> well, but what was her first question? What's her first question about? She was asking when we going to get married, right? I think she said. It was kind of like, when y'all going to get married? Because she was like, sitting by me. You was up cooking and doing whatever. I'm just chilling with Ain't Lane. I don't know why. That was I the first time. I think that was the first question. Though. The first question was, when are y'all getting married? Are yeah. y'all, y'all, ain't got, y'all ain't married yet? And it was yeah. kind of like, no. You know? And then it was like, well, are y'all having sex? And she said it so hard. <laughs> and it was like, what? Ain't Lane. But it, it's just, when, and so when you're in certain settings, you all you automatically think, of the elders and mm-hmm. of the, you know, so it's like, wow, the elders going to trip. But then you see Ain't Darlene and Uncle Larry mm-hmm. who always show some. They're not like over the top. Right. But you can tell Ain't Darlene is Uncle Larry's one. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Versus other people in the room. You, it's like, oh, I didn't know they came you, together. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know till they get in the car. Right. And I think I, and I was, you know, I'm a stranger to the family. And that's the first thing I pick up on. Like, ain't Darlene, Uncle Larry, they must really love each other. Because mm-hmm. everybody else in the room is either single or they husbands just chilling, taking out trash, doing whatever, finding something to do. Right. Finding something to do. Or they didn't come. And it's like, but he's here and he makes it his business to make sure and, you know, uh, be attentive. But also in the down moments, Uncle Larry be kind of. Right. You know, he might, might sit back in his chair and, and rub a bag. It's just, I don't know, the little things stand out to me as an adult. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, what his grandkids would be versus somebody else's grandkids in the room because I saw Papa all in. Right. You know? You, you have to normalize it for your kids. Like, normalize touch, intimacy with your partner and with them. Like I said, like, for yeah. the girls that it's uncomfortable for them to be touched in adulthood. Why? Yeah. Is it, you could have had a bad experience, but also it could just be that my mom and my dad didn't touch me once I was out of diapers or, yeah. you know, like I've been doing all this by myself. So now it it really is uncomfortable for you to touch me. How do we at that point, you have to do your own work yeah. and, and figure out how to make it normal, because if you have kids, you'll just pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. But touch period is gender specific, like the touch period and whether it's intimate or disciplinary. I've heard people say, my daddy with me, but he never with my sisters. You know, like, because mm-hmm. it's like the man's hand not wanting to touch the girl. Yeah. You know, like, in a in a violent way. So it's, and, and people grow up with that. I can be, I can punch my son in the chest. I can do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And then with their daughters who just footloose and fancy <laughs> out here, they ain't never got that hand on them. Right. You know, because 
grown men don't discipline younger girls in that way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, huh, it's learned. It's all learned. Right. Because on the plantation, they did not care right. about that. I think that's from the plantation, too. Not hitting the girls. Right. <laughs> because we watched our girls go through that at a young age. So it's 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 learned. Everything is learned. But I think kids should see it. You're right. I think they have to. Not it's not it's not an option. Right. But they have so to So that you don't have to unlearn and relearn a bunch of stuff in adulthood. But how do they see it? Let's just be real. Most of us didn't. No. And because most of our parents didn't. So who does it start with and how do you start it if you you didn't see it? how do you start it? What do you do? What Well, are- first it takes just be just recognizing the fact that it's necessary and that you're going to have to do a little extra work. It may not come as naturally to you as it may Billy and Sue, right? So do we care that our kids know that we're intimate as partners? And are we going to be intentional with what we show them and how we express our love to them? That's how you normalize it. And can you distinguish the difference between PDA, public, versus private sexual intimacy because some people will touch all over you kiss all over you lick all over you mm-hmm. and then they don't have then they come out and say i don't like to be touched i don't like mm-hmm. my hand held i don't like this you like your hair pulled but not your hand not held Uh-oh. you see what i'm saying right we have i'm being real oh yeah you don't mind none of this foreign stuff this pornographic stuff mm-hmm. that you've learned from vulgar sex because right. nobody teaches you sex mm-hmm. everything you like you learn from a place of that ain't how that's supposed to go anyway. Right. But you, oh, grab me, choke me. You know, you like all that stuff. But then say, don't, but don't hold my hand in public. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about why that's okay in when the door is shut and why it feels awkward when the door, when the, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Right. Because a lot, and that's male and female included. But I think it was always like certain things could happen behind closed doors. But yeah. you just couldn't do it in public. So what is it about people that scare or us? Or about to be from, in public? Or I, I'll ask. I'll ask you a better question. Are we friends and lovers outside of the bed? Because that will. That's what helped me. I had an internal like revelation of this is my girlfriend. This mm-hmm. is my. You see what I'm saying? This is the person I sh- talk to. Her. We share everything. We do everything together. We eat together. We, You know what I'm saying? We we plan stuff together. But at the end of the day, and because we didn't have the option to be intimate privately, mm-hmm. the first, what, four years, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have the, you got the maker option. <laughs> but we didn't have, we wasn't coming home. But now, let's talk to adults who not doing it. They, like, they can go to each other's house. They can do whatever. Why is it that it's okay in private, but not in public. Can we truly say, like, are we even really, fr- do we like each other right. to do that enough? Or do we just get horny and then I like touching you? Right. Because then that's just lust. Because now I have a need. Yeah. I, but I, that's just lust. I'm I, trying to accomplish <laughs> You look good here. during that moment. Then, right. you know, because you got some people right after sex, I don't, don't want to go, I don't want to talk, I don't want to. They go right back to it. Right. And you that's have what other- I said. You had a need. Like, you were just trying to, <laughs> we are trying to accomplish a common goal. Let's work together here. Yeah. Right? Once the endorphin is released, you're done with it. Right. You know, but I would have to ask, is that really your girl, girl? Like, is that your girl? Is it your friend? Is that your, you know, because that's what I'd be like. Like, you just want to look at them all day. You want right. to, you want to hold their hand. You want to, you want, like D'Angelo said. It's a natural. I don't care if they looking. Like, right. It's a natural response. <laughs> like, 
the way that we want, like you said, we want to pick up babies, we want to love on them, yeah. we want to touch them. It just comes with it, right? Yeah. Like it's natural. I think you have to because of the relationship. Work that on we being have. friends, yeah. Like really work on being my friend outside of the lustful things that attracted you to me. Because I can tell you, when you get pissed or when you get upset, that same hand you got to hold. That's the same person you got to cuddle with. That's the same, all of that, you know. Right. And it it would really help you to put it in perspective. After y'all just had an argument, and then you try, and then you stick your hand out, mm. that be driving me. Mm. <laughs> we have what a, I do. We have a full argument. Then went pound for pound, and then you 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 stick your hand out like you want me to grab it. Mm-hmm. And then it's always like you gotta. I call that like the reconnect. Mm-hmm. Like y'all done had a disconnect. At the end of the day, y'all not fighting each other. Oh, so you like when I do that? I, and not in that moment. <laughs> in that moment, I'll be still ready to, I had some more to say. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, I ain't get to say all I wanted to say. You want to grab my hand? Because I know after I grab your hand, I can't say it. Mm-hmm. It's the, the argument is done. Right. We we holding hands now. How we arguing? You know? And so that, that reconnect means like you got to grab the hand because at the end of the day, you got to still lead us, mad or sad or glad. Mm-hmm. You still got to do what you said you was going to do. And at the end of the day, this is our, like, we link together. So let's get off the bull. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then we can go and have real PDA because at the end of the day, I know where we stand and who we really are. And that's the hand you holding. That's the person you holding. When In PDA, it's not the sexual part. Right. You're hugging the, the mentality of that person. You're hu- hugging the hopes in the future. You're hugging that the essence, the true essence of who they are. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's why it's hard for a lot of people to have PDA, because they don't really have affection for you. That's not linked to a sexual desire. Right. That and that's hard to get to as 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 a man and probably as a woman too, because like I said, in the bedroom everything goes, mm-hmm. and you don't even you don't even question it. But it's hard to get around somebody or do something in public and say here. Even getting your door, like the car door. Oh yeah. Remember yeah. when I would do that? And I, who I say I got that from? Uncle Son. Uncle Son. He always grabbed Aunt Lois' door. That's one thing I can say I took from Uncle Son. <laughs> and I thought it was crazy, go as a kid, because mm-hmm. my mama would always say he always get Dolores door. He don't have to get it. He, you ought to see something, you know? And I would be like, but, and she and shamed him. speaking from her experience. She shamed me, yeah, because my daddy didn't go Hello. get that. Now, my daddy holds doors, yes, but he didn't go get the car door because they were never in the same car. Right. You so know? to your mama, look, it don't take all that. <laughs> it don't take all that. Right. Because it didn't take all that of that in her marriage because they was always, Uncle Son, them never, they always had one car. Hmm. They've always had one car. We've always had two or three. Right. So I I get I get that. But on the flip side, let it be cold. And you know, the temp drop in December, January. My daddy is up early, warming that car up, defrosting it, so my mom can get in and it be warm. Right. It it he doesn't want her to be cold. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's diff like I said, different strokes for different folks. But why don't we open that car door? Why don't we secure you in and then go get in? You know what I'm saying? Right. What's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. I will say for me, I appreciate when you do it. We were talking about this at work and like, should they, should they or should they not? It's different for everybody. You have to do whatever works for your relationship. Yeah. So I appreciate when you do it. It actually makes me laugh out loud. Like it's it's funny to me. Um, but I'm the type of person like if I can get into the car, if I can do something and we get to the mission faster, yeah. I want to do it that way. Yeah. 
Like if it slows us down, you ain't for gonna you wait to for me to get a nice over there. gesture. Yeah. It's like, nah, babe, I'm good. I got it. Yeah. And for me, that's not rooted in anything else. It don't come from nowhere other than the fact that I like to get stuff done quickly. Whatever is the fastest way, let's do that. Yeah. So if it's faster for me to get my own door, I got it. Like, I know you love me and you express it in other ways, but let me grab this door and let's roll, yeah. you know? And so when you, like, rush to the door or, like, push past me to open you it, be dying it's like, oh, ha, ha, you know. And then if not, I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to leave you standing at these doors, though. Bye-bye. <laughs> I have tried to do better with... um because I am always moving. Like, a lot of times I get the door before you get it. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn to just stop and stand and wait. But that's uncomfortable. If I get to the door before you do, I'm going to just push it open. Yeah. And we can both walk through. Because your walk is faster than mine. Yeah. You hustle and I I, I stroll, baby. Okay. <laughs> Bye. You hustle and then you hustle. And like, when you be walking, your booty be flapping. Okay, Because you walk so hard. <laughs> And I be watching your booty. That's why I be behind getting to the door. <laughs> then I reach the I'll be door, at door and I'm waiting. And it's like, hello. You be like, oh, okay, I've been cool. mesmerized. Whatever. By those, I guess I'm a, by those hips and those thighs. Okay. Yes. Snap, <laughs> snap, snap. Anyway. But, but so, now you do walk hard. Yeah, I walk hard and I walk fast. And yeah. so I need you to walk hard and fast with I me. I strut and stroll, baby. So that when we get to the door, you can push it I open. I don't do that. I don't mess up my stride. You got to let me get there. <sighs> it's just me. Good thing I don't be, like, too shame about it. Like, it is what don't it is. Don't be shame. Oh, I'm saying, but, like, that could be something to somebody be like, oh, y'all see that? But he you shame me, door. though. You be shaming me. Sometimes I do, like, hey, hurry up. No, nah, you be shaming. This is what you say. Why are you so cool? Oh, yeah. you. Why you got to be cool everywhere man. you go? It's not cool. It's just me. I'm not trying to be cool. I can't help the way I walk. Okay, can you walk faster? You know what Grace used to tell us? Put the some stroll ain't the same. Put some pep in your step. What do I need pep? Step. That's when what I'm Grace just, says. Why do I need pep? Come on, y'all. Put some pep in your step. Why Let's do I need move. pep? I'm walk, we just walking into a restaurant that we're going to wait 45 minutes to be seated anyway. I don't need no pep. Because I hate walking slow. It's so annoying. Anyway, I, didn't, in I don't walk slow. I, in I stride and stroll, baby. Okay. And what do I... Okay. Anyway. What you do? Walk intimacy hard, booty flap. Bop, bop, bop. Is important. Must be in jelly because jam don't shake. You know what, Must be bye. jelly because jam <laughs> You going to miss me. Where are you going? I'm saying like. Y'all gonna miss I'm, me by my walk. Gonna miss me by my talk. Yeah. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. When I'm gone. When I'm gone. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're gonna miss me by my hair. You're gonna miss me everywhere. Mm. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Go low. When I'm gone. Like that? What you mean? Nothing. Go low. Nothing. I don't understand. Okay, move on. Come no, on. but tell me. No, that's okay. Because you ain't going to get it right. Oh, you have such little faith in me. Oh, ye. Okay. <laughs> Come anyway, on, so, so we can close it up. Um, intimacy. It's necessary. PDA. PDA, not intimacy. Okay, you're right. My bad. Getting it wrong. I mean, it's not, it's, it's whatever works for you. <laughs> But just know that if you, you no, I'm saying, okay, come on. Just know that if you have children and you fail to teach them, you don't have to teach PDA. But like, I think that it would just be wise. It would be a good thing to share publicly your yeah. affection for them and for whomever is in their lives, their father, their mother, their. I think explore and maybe enlighten. You know, be enlightened to the fact. If you didn't get it, if you didn't see it, because some things ain't a problem to you if they are normal. 
Yeah. That wasn't a problem to me till I met you. Mm-hmm. You know, your issues with other people ain't a problem till you meet the right person and that says, hey, you don't like me to touch your hand. But if I've been by myself, how did I know I had that issue? Right. So I think for the parents of kids, maybe they can take this podcast and look at themselves and say, I probably don't show them that. And even if no kids are involved, like, just look at yourself and say. Your partner might be crying out for something that they don't know how to ask you for. Some people's, what is it? Um, love language is physical touch, right? Yeah. Like, they need to be touched. This yeah. is very normal to them. And it may be abnormal to you, but you might want to learn it. Mm-hmm. If it's a need. Now go in there and make my plate. Boy, bye. <laughs> go back to Tokyo's post. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go back to, th- to that post that you got fleshly. I'm going to get fleshly. I'm going to say, she on her line. She made my plate every time. Boy. Okay, I'm, I'm, Stop I'm calling gonna, me boy I'm a king You heard I'm Tokyo gonna, <laughs> I'm a young king You to my boy Bye I need to work on that You need to work on say. that Shut up Be his peace And don't tell me to shut up Remember okay, What you want me to say That's not very nice Talk your right. talk king Say that Oh okay Say amen If you can <laughs> I can't Amen would mean I agree be my piece. Or I'm gonna get somebody who say, "Man, call me a king," Good luck. and I say, "Boy, bye." They gonna Good say, luck. "They gonna say king hi." They gonna say, "What's up with the king?" Good luck. I'm gonna say, "What's up with the queen?" Because I'm sitting over here with sis who can't be my piece and calling me boy. Hmm. You going somewhere? I'm going to the store in a minute. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, this has been another episode of episode. That's why you can't talk. <laughs> Another episode of the Love in Real Life podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and share it with your friends. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up in our DM. And make your man plate or he going to be going on a date. <laughs> Bay, end it right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Like, rate, subscribe, share. What else? What else? What else? What's the handle? What's the handle? Love in Real Life. There it is. 